Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dan from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we have another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, Barbecue Forte. Hello. And we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even look to pick up some epic accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. And you can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all all year round. And on this week's show, we've got Tony Smith. Hello, Tony. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, good, thanks. How's it going? Yeah, good, good, busy. Great to have you on. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Could you give our listeners a quick intro uh, and just tell them about yourself and, and who you are, what you do? I'm head honcho of a barbecue team slash street food guys called Man Meat Fire. We've been going for about seven, eight months. Um, things are really starting to sort of kick off with the summer season. Uh, yeah, we're cooking big bits of meat, burgers, you know, all the good stuff. Awesome. And people will probably recognise you from a TV show as well, I believe. I was on Barbecue Champ last summer. Uh, that was good fun. Yeah, so I did. I got recognised a few times. <laughs> uh, but I've I've lost the beard since. Oh, no. So I the beard. Uh, I got, yeah, it's well, it's back in in a, in a smaller form. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it got it just got a bit un, unwieldy. I went as Hagrid uh, on Halloween <laughs> uh, and looked a little bit too much like him, so I shaved it off. Oh, no. uh, uh, yeah, so it's back a little bit, but I don't, and my hair's shorter as well, so people don't really recognise me so much now. Oh. But apparently, it's back on the telly. Yeah, I heard last night yeah, it's back on. Yeah, yeah, it was on Saturday, so uh, mm. I'll have all the all the women after me again. No, that's oh, a hard life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't just uh, just on it. You were in the final three, weren't you? I was. I came third. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was me, uh, Emma, and uh, Simon. Oh, as yeah. you probably remember. Yeah. Funnily yeah. enough, we were all uh, sort of like barbecue buddies before that. Yeah. yeah I, so you I've been friends with Emma. So yeah, I've been friends with Emma for a long time, and I knew Simon was because uh, he was in Hammer and Tongs. Uh, barbecue team and I know them uh, yeah so we all stood there like oh look it's the grill stock free yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah in the final yeah yeah, yeah Emma's a Emma's a great girl and, and Simon's top yeah. man top bloke we've had all top three yeah. top three barbecue champers on the show now <laughs> that's right yeah yeah me and Simon are going back head to head at grill stock oh yes uh, oh yeah I got some I got uh, redemption time for me so. <laughs> I'm going to do one of their posters like a boxing match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do some fighting talk videos. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I spoke to you the other day. We was laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, this is my year. I said, no. Cool. So you've got a team competing at Grill Stock this year? Yes. Yeah, we're competing. Uh, we've got uh, practices going on a lot while we're cooking, you know, for the food for the public and such. Mm-hmm. We try and get as much sort of practice in chicken and is the one I'm really trying to sort of concentrate on the moment and brisket I haven't even really thought about so I've got what is it two months two yeah, nine weeks something that. like that to go <laughs> so uh, yeah and the clock is uh, ticking I've got uh, a fair bit to uh, to practice with 
So do you plan to serve up the same sort of food that you're serving at your events? Or are you going to change it for competition? It's a, yeah, change it for competition. It's just, it's just a completely different thing, isn't it? It's not what you'd really eat or what you'd ever serve, I don't think, is what you would give to the six judges or eight years this year, uh, judges who are sat around that table. Uh, yeah, it's one bite. You've got to prove yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't, you kind of don't get that in a restaurant. You've got the whole meal, you know. This is literally one bite that's got to look as good as they bite through it, and uh, you know, come away with no skin or you know, ideally with teeth marks in it, yeah. like perfect bite on a rib. Uh, and that you don't, you don't do that in a restaurant or you know, on a street food market or whatever. You just give someone a nice plate of food, they sit and enjoy that, and that's that, you know. So it is a completely different animal. Mm. So you're going to find time to practice that competition standard of cooking as well? Yeah, we've been doing a bit, uh, just, you know, in the background, as if I've had like a couple of quiet hours or a night where we're camping out, uh, then I can throw something on and just try and do it as much, you know, as much as I can. We're also, you know, lots of, lots of these people, you know, who are in these teams do it week in, week out, practice the way, you know, the competition barbecue. And we don't do that. Yeah. You know, we're more about, uh, well, as I just said, yeah, we, the sort of food you eat type stuff. So it's kind of hard because they're so good at it, you know. So we're concentrating on burger uh, and chef choice and stuff like that as well. You know, maybe a little bit more than others would because yeah. I think that's where our strengths are. And I think last I year, know. didn't we see you DJing on the stage? I did. I had the chance to DJ in front of, I don't know how many people it was. I was looking through photos the other day, but it must have been over a 1,000, maybe 1,500 people. And Grandmaster Flash was on the main stage while I was playing, and he's like one of my absolute heroes. <laughs> so, you know, to be able to hold that many people, you know, listening to mine while he's playing, I was pretty pleased with that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Smoking Penguins uh, thing on called The Meat Wraith, and uh, it sort of started off as a little gazebo uh, with a few, you know, competitors having a little dance you know in between sorting out their meat and it's turned into what looked like the pyramid stage at Glastonbury <laughs> awesome. and uh, I, wa- I really wasn't prepared for that I thought it'd be a few of my mates dancing to some of my songs and I'm up there uh, yeah in front of everybody like properly doing it but uh, I had barbecue royalty was sort of giving me a hand to fill the stage and came up and had a dance so Ray Lamp was there, DJ Barbecue was there, Dr. Sweet Smoke. Uh, Sam, my wife, she was there uh, uh, giving her all on the dance floor. Uh, so, yeah, it was good. It was brilliant. That was my squad. For that the must day. be so awesome. surreal looking out <laughs> looking out at that crowd dancing to your music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. I, had, I had someone dressed as Tinky Winky as well dancing <laughs> with me on the stage for a bit. I'm not, I, I, I think he was from Holland. But, yeah, uh, no, no, yeah, no. I'm yeah. from Plymouth. I'm not from Holland. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, yeah, it was it was one of the best things I've ever done, standing up there and playing to everybody. It was just wicked, loved it. Awesome. So that's the Man Meat Fire Team. Yes, and on Twitter it's Man Meat Fire Team. Yeah. I've got my own uh, Twitter page, which is Man Meat Fire. I'm not allowed on the work one uh, for the inappropriateness of some of my tweets. Oh dear. So my wife, uh, yeah, my wife. Uh, solely in charge of that uh, yeah because apparently I'm not as funny as I think yeah. <laughs> yeah we get that a lot we we often like cry with laughter the two of us and then like my my partner at home she's like oh uh, 
So what what was so funny? And then I tell her, and she's like, "That's not even funny." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, yeah. I was crying, so I don't care." Yeah, it's not even funny it. for us when we retell it afterwards. <laughs> but at the time, we were crying. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny at the time, you know. We think we cry at least like once a day with laughter. We just, we just. <laughs> It's so funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I can tell talking to you. Guess, yeah. Are you going to fit in some DJing between the uh, competition cooks this year? Because I know Charlie's got the uh, the meat rave back. Yes, he's, he's going to uh, put me in for a couple of hours, uh, he says. So uh, I've already been thinking I was in the car early. I think I had a couple of tunes. I was like, oh, write that down. Oh, I'll have that one. Yeah, so uh, I'm already thinking about that. Cool. Uh, yeah, which is probably silly. Because Hasn't practiced his cooking, but he's started to write his tunes <laughs> down. <laughs> Got a playlist sorted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm not allowed to be in charge of stuff. Like <laughs> Hopefully, you're not but, DJing uh, at your turning times as well. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's all, we were talking about that. It's all after turning because uh, okay. I said I could definitely do some after that. But they changed it round a little bit this year, uh, as far as I know, so the order that stuff goes in, or certainly it is to what the competitions I've done in the past. It's normally a the standard it goes chicken ribs uh pork beef mm-hmm. in that order and this year they changed it so some goes in some of the big four going on the saturday and some of the big four going on the sunday which i think is better mm-hmm. because you haven't got that normally it's from sort of 12 till 2 you've got to have all your things done prepped put in the boxes and on to the judges table in that two hours and the way they've done it this year is you do a couple on the saturday a couple on the sunday uh, so it does sort of spread out that stress, stressy time. Yeah. What about the, not e- all just the extra rounds as well? Are you going to be competing the, into those? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The burger one, uh, I've, I've thought a lot about that. Chef's Choice, uh, I think we're down. I'm not. Do you know what song happy. goes best whilst you're making the burger? You. The song? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, Baby Got Back by... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've dropped that, definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so we've we've been doing that. I'm not actually doing the chef's choice. It's, I've left that to another couple of uh, members of the team uh, to deal with that. Uh, so, but I've all, I've every faith in them. It is, uh, yeah, it is a good, it is a good dish. I'm not going to say what it is, mm. but, uh, yeah, it is, it, it's a corker. You said you're uh, interested in burger. Any, any general, just general hints and tips for, for our listeners to, to improve their burgers? Burgers, uh, reverse sear it. Okay. Is, uh, yeah, is something I've started doing. And uh, I read it on Amazing Ribs. Uh, and pretty much whatever Meathead says is uh, gospel for me. Yeah, guys, uh, if, if you haven't been on AmazingRibs.com, uh, check that out. There's some uh, really awesome hints, tips. And, and he likes to look at like the sort of scientific side behind things. So if you're a bit of a geek like me and uh, Barbecue Forte, get on there and have a look. It's it's uh, really cool. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's my it's my go-to place to start. Whenever I start anything uh, new that I haven't tried before, I look to see if he's got anything to say about it and take what he said and use that and sort of carry on from there. It really is sort of like my Bible. Yeah, there's uh, so much on there, isn't there? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a book just come out, so I've got that on order at Amazon. So, cool. I need uh, to get yeah. on and check that out. I haven't got mm. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what we were saying. Um, yeah, so warm... On the cooler side, you grill first uh, till about sort of 10 degrees before you want it cooked and then just hit it hard with the fire. Yeah. There you go. That's your best burger, cool. I think. Cool. And what you? sort of temperature are you cooking to internal uh, on the before you before you sear it off at the end? 
Are you keeping it uh, rare or medium rare or? To sell, uh, we have to keep it medium. Uh, oh, yeah, not allowed to uh, health and safety yeah. thing. Yeah, so we do it to seventy-five uh, standard. Uh, you could, if you ask for it rarer, I'll do it. But you, you know, that's up to you. You know, for me, I would have. <laughs> you have to give I them the tongs have... to bring it off themselves. Yeah. I'm not allowed <laughs> yeah. to sell it to you. <laughs> I'll just leave it here and you take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. For me, though, medium rare every time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, awesome. Which, yeah. As a personal, as a personal way, I do get burger. Yeah. But it's different, you know. And people, I had one recently where they asked for it well done, and then it came sent back because it wasn't well done enough. Uh, so my uh, my team partner Gareth had to do it because I was a little bit cross <laughs> and offended. I refuse to cook it this way. <laughs> I cannot work under these conditions. <laughs> Gone all diva, have you? <laughs> oh, yeah, threw my tongs up in the air, that was it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that happened, and uh, I wasn't very happy, but she obviously wanted it cremated. So, uh, you know, so she got what she wanted in the end, but I wasn't happy about it. She got all. a piece of charcoal in the end. That's it, yeah, yeah, just have this, love, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What about yeah, what meat content oh. do you put in then? you go for like a chuck steak or yeah chuck is good uh i tried a rump burger the other day which is something i never thought i would uh even bother with uh from a company near here we we're up in ripon in north yorkshire and that uh that was very very nice mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's i try and do a 75 to uh, probably eight, more like 80 percent meat to fat i yeah. think it looks, that's what it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, when I throw it in. Uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a good, it's not too, you know, it's not too greasy. It doesn't sort of stick to the roof of your mouth when you're eating it. But then obviously it's not dry either, so. Cool. Nice. What dressings do you think make the ultimate burger? What, what, what? Like dressing up with like your, your barbecue sauce, your cheese, like what, if you're going to build, oh, okay. build right, up the yeah. ultimate burger, what's uh, it going to be? We've just started serving a thing we like to call the fire marshal. And uh, that's got uh, chipotle sauce in it, uh, so chipotle mayo rather, uh, jalapenos, spicy cheese, and then I was at the Great British Food Festival last weekend and we picked up a garlic and uh, garlic and pepper sauce, but it's just amazing. Uh, so some of that goes in, and then lettuce, onions, tomatoes, in a brioche bun. That's my new favourite burger. Sounds awesome. We're both big fans of the heat, so that sounds yeah, like... I'll definitely oh, try yeah. that. <laughs> we need it's to try not, that out. Yeah, it's not boiling up. You can still taste all the elements of the burger. It's kind of madras. That's important, though. I always feel... I mean, yeah, I can... My palate can handle very, very hot, but at the same time, I'm one of the people that I just think that gets to a point where you can't taste anything else. There's no point. Mm. Whereas, yeah, you might as well just pour some... You know, hot sauce in your mouth. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Yeah, yeah. So that, there becomes a point where there's no point of actually eating that meal because you can't taste anything anyway. So yeah. you got to get that balance right. And and I'm looking forward to trying that burger. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to. We had, I think there's a picture on the Twitter uh, oh, awesome. from the weekend. I took a photograph of it. Uh, I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's normally, yeah, that's my favourite burger at the moment. Normally, I would say uh, what we call an original uh, meatfire, which is a, a bacon cheeseburger with a bit of you know, a bit of snazzy bits in it. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's my, it's all like standard, standard, but at the moment I'm loving the uh, fire marshal. Cool. You just mentioned the, the Great British Food Festival, was it? Yeah, we are there all summer, actually. Uh, I think all but one we're doing uh, due to a family wedding. 
uh, we're demoing, which is nice. So we've got a big rig. Uh, it's a huge stick burner. Uh, probably, it's probably, we have the trailer attachment. It's probably three metres long by whatever, seven foot high in metres, two and a half, something like that. Uh, it's huge. It goes on the back of our uh, van. And that is put next to our stall with tables out the front. And I just demo during the day, showing people how it works, awesome. you know, what to do. And we've got a couple of pro cues there as well for like, you know, obviously you're not going to go and buy a ridiculous three-ton barbecue unless you're going to use it professionally or in competition. So I could probably uh, be tempted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously not you personally, but you know, you're bad on the street. So we, we've got some pro cues there and I, I sort of demo them out and show them how, to, how it works and how easy it is, you know, to get to grips with because I think people are quite, quite daunted by the thought of actually like getting this big hunk of meat and turning it into something you'd actually want to eat yeah um, I know my first couple of goes uh, they were not certainly anything you'd want to eat yeah <laughs> I could use them as a yeah <laughs> I'm on the tyre fire that's about <laughs> all they were good for uh, uh, yeah so we're demoing there uh, it's been a lot of fun so far we're there this weekend and throughout so, so what summer. sort of demos can people expect to see and, and where what locations what location is the the Great British Food Festival at where can people find you? We are at. I will tell you. I have it written down. Ooh, we are at Hard, Hardwick Hall this uh, this weekend. Cool. Then twenty eighth to the thirtieth of May, we're in Edward House Leeds. Uh, so that's near us. Uh, Warwickshire on the eleventh and twelfth in Radley Hall. Then it's Northampton, twenty third and twenty fourth of July. Wiltshire, twenty first and twenty. 20th and 21st of August, and then Cheshire, 25th and 26th of September. Oh wow! So it's a, a big, yeah. a big old gig. Oh yeah, the, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a long run, which is lovely. We had the the rest of the trailers there are all great as well. We've done one so far, and we had such a good time. Uh, There's also about 300 ukulele players just sort of hanging around and doing impromptu gigs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was amazing. You can't be in a bad mood if someone stood next to you playing the uh, ukulele. Honestly. I'm thinking about taking it up. <laughs> but yeah, the demos have been very sort of casual. Uh, what I pretty much do is cook and then cut the meat out the front so people can come along, have a chat, see what I'm selling them, you know, have a little taste. You know, I'll explain how the big smoke works, how the pro cues work, what, you know, about wood and, you know, light and the chimney starter and all that. And just, you know, it's just pretty much like this but stood in front of a barbecue. Mm. Yeah, very casual, laid back, but it's created quite a buzz. You know, people really want to come around and see what's happening. Because uh, he's a showstopper. Casey Jr., our smoker's called. Casey Jr. And who, who yeah, makes that? I was going to say, what's, can you tell us a bit more about the stick burner? What, what actually is a stick burner? And A stick burner is a huge offset uh, smoker. This The one we've got is a reverse here. So, no, it's not. Sorry, it's a reverse flow. Uh, so you start a fire in the box, uh, the smoke and heat travels along the bottom of the chamber, then goes back on itself, uh, smokes and heats the meat, and then comes out of the chimney. It's also got a warming box slash wood-fired oven you can sort of turn it into uh, on the back of it, and that's how it, it looks like a train, and that's why it got called Casey Jr., because that's the train, if you didn't know, that pulls Dumbo along. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did not know that. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. Uh, but it does look like a go. train. I've just found a photo of you with it on your Twitter page, so there's a picture of you. Still, it. Yeah, it looks yeah. awesome. She's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a hungry beast. You're going through sort of 10, 12 bags of wood a day, a couple of bags of charcoal. Wow. But yeah, you just use the the wood as the sort of prime source of heat and then, yeah, just cook it in the chamber and that's it really. Cool. And where do you buy yeah. something like that from? A guy, a friend of ours called Paul Yates, he's from Q Fresco. He built it and it's on lease to us for a year. Uh, and then I'm not sure what's going to happen next year because uh, I didn't know what was going to happen this time last year. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> if you'd have said, in a year's time, you'll be sat doing a podcast about the barbecue food you're cooking and selling to the general public. I would have told you to stop being so silly or words to that effect. But, uh, yeah, so we don't know what's going to happen next year. We might go down the gravity fed route or we don't know. Yeah. I might retire. I don't. <laughs> oh, you're doing that well, are you? <laughs> no, no, I'm retired poor. I'm just retired. Yeah. <laughs> Just rely on his, his uh, once a year meat rave uh, yeah. DJ. That's exactly, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I get paid in beer there. Yeah. So that's really me, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's it's a huge bit of kit. It really is. Uh, and so you, it's you hard meant... work. Sorry, oh, carry on. No, you carry on, carry on. Um, it's hard to use, and it's taken me a long time to get used to it. I'm confident with it now. But a couple of months ago, obviously, we got it during the winter. So it's a lot, lot harder to keep up, you know, when you're wiping yeah. the snow off it. Uh, and I was worried, uh, thinking we've got these things, but, you know, I can do I can do this on a, you know, a bullet smoker or, you know, anything reasonable size that you'd have in your garden. I'm very confident, you know, and this, it was just a, it was just a heavy thing to sort of comprehend. You've got to really keep the fire within sort of some degrees all day all night and uh, I had a break for a couple of months ago anyway so uh, it's fine now but it's, it's hard work they say you know real men cook with charcoal and not gas but real stupid men cook with just wood <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the question I was going to uh, ask you I was going to say so you mentioned that you use charcoal and wood so, so do you use charcoal as your main heat source and then wood for smoke or do you use a mixture of wood and charcoal for your heat source and then just the smoke from from whichever wood you're using, or no, I it's uh, I use charcoal to get it started because I, yeah, I, it's just the easiest and quickest way to get it hot enough. And then it's just wood from there on in, unless it's a very cold day and I have to sort of pump it up a little bit with some more charcoal. I will just use uh, the wood uh, as the yeah primary source of heat. Cool. Okay. No, I was I'm sort of been wondering because a lot of people talk about over smoking and you can only use a couple of chunks of wood and this and that and and how do you find that if you're cooking with just wood and the smoke's only got one way to flow which is uh through through the chamber and, and back out through the chimney do, how do you find that it how do you find that with sort of over smoking and stuff it is you can easily over smoke it you know and especially if you've not got a clean fire um you've got to have sort of like a nice clean fire, not sort of sooty, not dark smoke, and that's got to be what you um, what you use to smoke your meat. If you've got a sort of a kerosene sort of burn going on where it's sort of very black, 
smoke coming through, then your meat is likely to taste rubbish. But for stuff like, or bigger stuff, you know, beef, ribs, brisket, pork, it's all right as long as you can probably maximum maximum is about three to four hours for me that I can have it in the smoke. Then it has to be wrapped because obviously just using wood for eight hours is gonna yeah yeah. You know, That's I've wondered that for a while actually. So I'm glad you glad you answered that. Yeah. So wrapping it's what stops the smoke then. Yeah, you mm. can yeah you can do it for three to four hours, I would say, and then Wrap yeah, those then it has up. to get it has yeah has to be protected from the you know from the smoke and just carrying on getting the heat cool yeah but i use mostly oak at the moment yeah uh, i've got a load of oak i was using beech uh and it's very surprising you get so used to using it uh and then you change to oak and it's surprising how much harder oak is than beech it takes such a such a longer time to sort of get hot and get roaring you know, yeah. See, that's another thing. Yeah, I guess because you're using it as a heat source rather than just a, a flavoring, you need to take all right, of that yeah. into consideration as well. Is it's the sort oh. of temperatures they temperatures different woods burn at, and and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that, that's quite interesting actually. Yeah, that's it. I've tried a few different ways. I've tried burning the having a, a separate fire uh, burning and then transferring the coals over because I saw a video of is it called Skyline in you know where they do the whole hogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got this huge uh, like fire, uh, one end of their smoking pit, and then they transfer the, the boiling hot log. You know, sorry, the like the, the hot, embers hot and stuff. Yeah, the embers and that they transfer it to uh, the pit yeah. where the pigs are. So yeah. I tried that and just filled the garden with smoke. So I haven't done that again. But I try and, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I try and warm the logs as much as I can, uh, and then just get them on. That's the best way I found. Mm. Are you using like quite big logs as well in it? I guess it's not like the little chunks that. People no, put they in the are. It, the, they're pretty much the you know the bags you see at the garage yeah. that you use on your on your uh, wood burning uh, uh, fire at home. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, start off with smaller bits and a couple of uh, chimneys of charcoal, and then to build it up until it's a big fire, and then mm. that's it. You just have to remember. Uh, sort of every 20 minutes, half an hour to put another one on because you take your eye off the ball for a second and then you've got, you know, a couple of hours of trouble. Yeah. Especially, you know, during winter months and stuff like that because it can drop so quickly. Uh, it's it's not a sort of thing you can just leave it. going overnight, really, then you have to keep <laughs> tending it a lot. <laughs> That's right, which is why a gravity fed is seeming so... Uh, <laughs> It's such a good idea at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm getting on there. You know, I need this thing. <laughs> have you Have you spoken to a great person to probably speak to? Would be like Lord Logs or Matt Williams from Oxford Charcoal Company. They'd well, actually, be... we're we're sponsored by Big K actually. Okay. Uh, so they supply us with our wood and charcoal, which is very kind of them. Cool. Uh, awesome. A great bunch. Yeah. We also have we also got uh, the uh, bullet smokers from ProQ. Uh, for the demos this summer, which is uh, really nice because we've got a load of accessories and hot clubs and stuff like that, and I can really explain to people sort of why this is such a good, you know, route to go down. Yeah. Things like, have you seen their their wood in the little uh, little sack bags? Yeah, yeah, we've used that quite a bit. Yeah. Ah, uh, they for for smaller smokes. You know, obviously not for the big case junior, but you know, when you're using your barbecue at home, it's so good that you can really regulate. You know how much wood you're using and then remember for next time because you know 
a handful of chips or a bit of a log. You know, you know how much was that? Next time you come to cook the same thing. With these, you can go, right, I use three squares of wood and that's that. I think it's perfect. Yeah, that is the beauty of, of that type of product, isn't it? That you can get that consistency every time. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. then it's easy to control if you want more, you know, one more cube, see how that goes, one mm. less cube, see how, you know. That's it. That's the main thing, isn't it? Just keep trying it and trying yeah. it until you uh, until you get it right. I well, recently yeah. got a delivery of a load of different woods from Smokewood Shack, and they're, mm. they're fairly like consistent, to be honest, on their sizes of their chunks as well. Yeah. Although it is like a split log, and they are they're varying slightly in size. They're uh, they're cool. pretty evenly sized, I find when I've yeah been my yeah bags. really sort of evenly sized, but yeah. but just more naturally cut yeah uh, chunks. Right. But, but yeah, that still still allows you the same thing to sort of keep track yeah. of how many you used on this cook, how many, and it's. And it is massively important. Like when you when you get when you get to uh, like recipes and stuff, it doesn't go like, yeah, just some of this, yeah, some of that, some of this, some <laughs> of that. Yeah, exactly that. You know, your temperature's got to be spot on, so the amount of smoke you add to it. Yeah, you know, it's got to be the same. You know, the same as the amount of salt you would add or sugar. Yeah, exactly. Have you tried yeah. the uh, the Pro Q like wine barrel one? No, wine? I haven't. Whiskey. Actually. Yeah, they've got a wine, red oh, wine. Oh, right, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 they do, yeah. yeah new, the whiskey's a new one, but last year I had the red wine bottle one that was really good. It smells so it nice. Good? Yeah. What else What else did you get from uh, Smoke Shack? What's Smoke oh, Wood Shack? Got so, so much. So much. <laughs> I got nine different ones this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Literally uh, got like their whole range, and they've just brought in a grapevine, and uh, yeah. so they sent us a bag of the grapevine to, to try out, and... Uh, I actually, I got it. I got my woods from them on Friday, I think Thursday or Friday, and I haven't had a chance to use grapevine yet. But but their wood is oh, just to, is, yeah, is great. Yeah, you have to let me know because I've heard I've heard of you and I've never used it. Yeah, Doctor Sweet Smoke uh, was on the show a couple where uh, about a month ago or something, and he was talking about how like one of his favourite to to use were, were grapevine. So right. So uh, Smoke with Jack actually sent him some because he said he's never seen it here in the UK so they uh, they got some in the post to him as a little surprise and, and he loved that and uh, gave that a try so I definitely need oh, to really? uh, to get on that and, and give that yeah, a go yeah, yeah. I've got some yeah. hickory from them some cherry wood pear wood oak wood maple grapevine silver birch apple and beech so <laughs> I've got oh. a few there to play with yeah yeah I yeah. like cherry yeah, I Cherry's used cherry yesterday. Favorite. I cooked the um, belly pork from the new grill stock book yesterday, and oh, you was at the launch, weren't you? Yeah, How we was went that? to the launch pies. Yeah, great. We got to Good eat, eat loads of barbecue food and drink free drinks yeah. all night. So they obviously <laughs> know how to throw a party. Hence, yeah. grill stock yeah. uh, the festival. Yeah, right. So it was it was yeah. cool. Good, yeah, good. Great that food. Cool. So they had these girls walking around with trays of. It could have been boys, nothing that does it. <laughs> yeah, but they had people walking around with uh with these trays of barbecue food. They had the big their big trailer smoker in there smoking the whole time. And being yeah. being barbecue, it was like you could tell who the barbecues were. We all flocked like stood around the smoker. We were there with yeah, yeah. <laughs> Priscilla and uh, a bunch of swines, Ed and Mike and uh Charlie oh. Charlie turned up from smoking penguin and, and we were all just sort of crowded around the smoker and uh I was, Boy, yeah, so I had smoke in the eye the whole night, so I couldn't really see yeah, much. But right, yeah. Free yeah, bar. I saw some photographs. <laughs> it, uh, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was really good. Great fun. Priscilla was looking stunning as always. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you had to tell me. Oh, sorry, she had to tell me. I, I tried pulling her a couple of times, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> We've all been there. Way out of my league. She's way out of my league. She had this fantastic smoky lipstick on, and it, uh, it just really did it for me, you know? <laughs> we, all had to, we all had to squeeze up a bit tight together in the back of a taxi on the way there as well. Yeah. A bit jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, it was a good night. And we got to meet the guys from uh, Shine London just before as well, and they gave us some little samples of their moonshine. So yeah, we had a bit of a manic one. So we got <laughs> off the train. And uh, yeah. so we got the train up. We live in Plymouth, so right down the deep, deep darks of uh, Devon. And, and so we got the train up straight after work. We arrived in Paddington and we met the Shine London guys and they'd brought some moonshine samples and we met them in the in the pub that's in inside Paddington Station. So we got some beers in. We, we drank some moonshine with them, had a right laugh. And then we had to find our way to... Uh, to, to wherever this place was, <laughs> the we party was we don't even know so we were like walking through the station and then literally like stumble across Ed and Emma from Bunch of Swines and they're there and they're like oh jumping in an Uber with us Steve's meeting us and, and we all jumped in an Uber together and and went to the party and then just got even more smashed it's fantastic brilliant <laughs> so what was the moonshine like was that uh, was it, is it rye based um I don't know. Put me on the spot now. Put me on the spot. I actually <laughs> don't know. Uh, it was the moonshine taste wise was fantastic. And uh, they've got like a few different flavors. So like blueberry, apple pie, just your, your standard American. And like they oh, love yeah. the whole sort of story behind the moonshine, where it all came from. And, and then oh. they're really trying to sort of bring it to the UK because we tried some and it's, it's nothing like I've tried some stand. I bought some from I think Sainsbury's sell like a moonshine. And I bought some and it was pretty pretty rotten to be honest <laughs> and uh oh. and when i drank this it was so smooth and, and really you could like uh the blackberry one is just like it's such so a nice. lovely flavor like honestly like we you just sip it and it's it's beautiful uh yeah so it's a great little product i'm sure if you hit them up uh shine london guys they'll uh they'll be able to hook you up with some yeah definitely i'll have a go my wife i'm not a big fan of rye uh as a taste but we had it in a cocktail. We had some moonshine in a cocktail in uh, Nottingham the other day, and uh, yeah, really, really nice. I liked it. I could be, uh, I could be swayed. Yeah. <laughs> just, just looked on their website. Just looked on their website. Any alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know. <laughs> it says moonshine is a corn-based whiskey. Right. Oh, okay. It's there you go. Distilled in South Carolina using 100% copper stills. It's it was good. They've got like four different flavors. I've tried two of cool. them so far. So they went to the London Whiskey Affair. Yeah. Uh, sort of, they have like a a festival sort of thing where they get all the traders together. And they turned up uh, last week, and they were like really quite. I don't know, not not put off, but a bit like intimidate when they turned up, and all these sort of real posh whiskey brands were there, and yeah. and everyone was sort of like poo pooing them when they first turned up. But they said by the end of the day, they had like an absolute crazy crowd around their store, all having yeah. an absolute awesome time, and and all these like who were like real real whiskey lovers were all actually really enjoying the moonshine, so they had a really good oh, okay. old time. That is good. Yeah, yeah. that's nice from cool. Yeah, definitely try it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made a um, a barbecue sauce using it yesterday. Oh yeah, and how was that? Try something different, and they've they've got an apple pie moonshine. So I made like yeah. a apple pie barbecue sauce, and it's really good. Yeah, very nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when you're cooking at home, do you do you use the Pro Cues at home, or or what are you mostly I using do, at home? Yeah, 
I, yeah, I use the produce when I'm at home. Uh, if or if I'm like cooking out on the big rig, then I'll do our dinner on that as well. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, I had a for a long time. I just had a, a kettle, a Weber kettle. Cool. Uh, that was it. It was on fifty-seven, and then I would, for the competitions I'd done previously, I would borrow the stuff off Toby from uh, British uh, Barbecue Association, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, basically use whatever he wasn't using. Uh, but then, since obviously the show, I've had a bit more sway to be able to say, look, go on, give these, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll promo them and demo them at the shows to uh, sort of give you a bit of exposure and stuff like that. And it's gone really well. I think there was a couple of people uh, who were absolutely taken by them uh, on the last show we did. Uh, I did a turkey as well just before Christmas. That was a good demo. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I kind of said I'd do it when I'd had a few beers. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I was a tad worried uh, how it was going to turn out, but it came out perfectly. And so much so that a friend of ours was there. His wife is American, and she's booked us uh, for her Thanksgiving dinner this year, where oh, wow. about 30 of her, um, her American relatives come over uh, to have Thanksgiving here, and, uh, and we've said we'll cook it. No so, pressure. Uh, I do always say though you you haven't tried turkey until you've had a barbecue smoked turkey. We both did it at Christmas Day. Honestly, I I just think you can't even you well the final product that that I achieved I couldn't even compare to a normal uh, a normal turkey. It's a different thing. Oh, I I won't normally eat it. It's not we don't have turkey at Christmas Day. I'm the same. I'm genuinely Uh, I'm exactly uh, the same. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, since I did that turkey, that was it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah changed my mind about it completely. I thought it was dry and boring and a bit tasteless. But uh, I used some Simon Garfunkel rub from that's from Amazing Ribs. Uh, do you know cool. what it's called, Simon Garfunkel rub? Why? Because it's got parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme in it. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just really, uh, <laughs> the parsley doesn't do anything, so it wouldn't be a very good story about it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is a, it's a lovely rub on chicken as well. But anyway, so I used that, smoked it up on the Pro Cues, one of the first times we'd used them, and uh, just amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is so good. We just, I, we've both did our barbecue turkey for Christmas this year, and like, there's no way we wouldn't be doing it like that again in the future. Yeah, right. Um, so, Tony, what got you into barbecue in the first place, like all those years ago? It's it's uh, It was four years ago, Easter Friday, I worked out the other day. Uh, I did my first cook, like low and slow cook, uh, then, because I watched Man vs. Food, and that was pretty much it. Uh, my little boy had just been born, so uh, my wife uh, went back to work quite early, and so I looked after Noah. So there was a lot of telling. So you went outside you know, and cooked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so pretty much. I thought, do you know what I could do? I'd love that. And I think the first thing I did was a loofah burger. Uh, you know, the donut, Krispy mm. Kreme donut, cutting Rush. off with a burger and all that. Oh, amazing. We were eating them yesterday lunchtime. Uh, um, and then I tried a pulled, pulled, like a pork shoulder, and uh, it was one of the worst things I've ever eaten. Uh, I thought, yes, I love barbecue. I I just, I don't know what made me do it again. Because normally I'd go, well, that was rubbish. Let's think of something else to do. Um, But I did another one, and it was a little bit better. And uh, then 
I did another one, and that was kind of edible, and that was it. I was just, I was hooked. Uh, I saw, I remember, it's sort of like a defining moment. I think Adam was at, um, is it Salt Lick Barbecue? Yeah. Where they've got that big pit in the middle of the room with all the sausages hanging down. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah I, there's like, loads of it, photos on social media. Yeah. And... I, it cut to that, as he's talking about it, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, that might be the coolest thing I've ever, ever seen. I want to be able to cook this. And I didn't do it, you know, for any other reason than just to be able to show off to my mates. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, and then I was supposed to go to the Weber cooking school. Couldn't go. So Sam found grill stock, and we'd never really heard of it. She was like, oh, there's this, there's this festival in Bristol, and Charles Bradley's playing on the Sunday. Uh, who I'm a huge, huge fan of. So we're like, oh my God, like, it's barbecue and Charles Bradley's playing, let's do that. And then we went there and as you walked in, the smell and just the whole buzz and that was it, yeah, you know. No turning there back. Was, <laughs> yeah, there, no, literally none. My entire life now is taken up with, you know, some sort of smoke, you know, hitting some sort of meat with some sort of fire and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's it now. With a rub, and well, not really much sauce. With a rub, yeah, that's it. That is my life. So can't complain though, because it's uh, all good fun. Yeah, sounds like a good life to me. Mm. So what you said about rubs, then do you make your own rubs or do you buy competition I do. rubs and stuff? I, I mostly uh, make my own. Uh, I do use a few others. Uh, we were talking about Priscilla. Uh, some of hers are great, and the uh, the one one man barbecue army. Yeah. They're good. Uh, sauces, we, we tend to cook more beef than pork. Uh, so there's a lot less, you know, I don't think tomato sauce goes anywhere near beef in my book. <laughs> uh, so we tend to just do sort of a Texas gravy uh, with the, the drippings from what we're cooking. Uh, but when I do do like a, you know, a Kansas City type sauce or something like that, I do try and make it myself. But then there are some good ones out there. Yeah, there is there's so many. On barbecue yeah. gourmet on there, they've just got so many good rubs and sauces. It's so addictive oh, to get on there and start adding them yeah. in your the basket. <laughs> I do. I really enjoy the making of them, though, especially the rubs. I can spend there for hours and do that. Yeah, I, I, I really why. enjoy it as well. Yeah, I just, I just, oh, I've got to make some rubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, rub time. And, there, and then within about three minutes, starting I'm like, do, 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 yeah. with the. Uh, <laughs> like the Swedish chef off the Muppets. Um, yeah, we've been crying, it's all going everywhere. But, uh, yeah, no, I've, I really, really like it. And I think, you know, I've spent a lot of time sort of getting my, especially beef ribs down. That's kind of our signature dish. Uh, I love beef sell. ribs. Oh, I'm pretty proud of mine. Uh, as you saw on the show, uh, I uh, I did pretty well with them. And I'd, I'd been... I've been doing that for a long, long time. That was one of the first things that I really sort of got good at because uh, we had it at that grill stock, actually, from Bodine's. One of their wagons was there, and I'd never even really seen it before. And I was like, oh, my God, what is that? It's like a pork rib on steroids. The taste of beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at a pork rib on steroids. It tastes nothing like a pork rib, but it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's amazing. I want to cook that. <laughs> So yeah, that is one of the things that I've really, I've sort of concentrated on the most uh, on the barbecue. Could and, you give our uh, listeners a quick sort of like run through on how to sort of cook a, a beef rib or, or what what how you would do it? Beef rib, uh, there's, it's funny in this country. There's two different types. 
because there's a there's like a line of fat between the two bits of meat, you can get it with a top bit on or without. And generally, in barbecue, it's just the bottom bit. And that bit is just really buttery and it's like no other meat you'd taste. It's amazing. The top bit's good. It's more like roast beef. Um, yeah, it's a bit like brisket them. flat, isn't it? It's a bit like that's that right. sort of... Yeah. yeah, it's not that far away from me, is it? Yeah. Mm. Not the chuck one, the other the other ribs. Um, so, yeah, we don't cook it with that, that top bit of meat on. We just cook the bottom. Uh, and it is just literally rubbed salt, pepper, garlic powder and a few secret bits. Um, what were these secret bit. bits you mentioned? Fairy <laughs> 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 dust. Yeah. Um, whisper now when I hear you. Yeah. It's the songs I play while I'm rubbing it. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, this song marinates it like a bitch. <laughs> oh! <laughs> like a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That marinates it a bit, I said. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah, dear. Some Kenny G. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, back to recipe. Sorry, sorry. So you've, yeah. you've um, rubbed it a bit. So I rubbed it, left it, yeah. Uh, you, and then it is just, you know, just smoking gently with oak for about four hours, wrapped with some beef stock, and then probably for another three hours. I do it. I'm a, te- I'm a little bit more of a hot and fast cook. Than sort of the, uh, you know, on the low and slow scale of things, mm. I probably come in quite hot and fast. So yeah, I can have it done. This is like a rack of probably four ribs, beef ribs that you get from the butcher. So uh, you say you're cooking them hot and fast. So what is that like a two seven five or? Yeah, two seven five to three hundred. Okay, I do. cool. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, just a little bit of meat, a little bit of wood, so to sort of affect the meat, and then wrap them with uh, beef stock. And you're good to go. Uh, once they once they hit about 93 Cs, I don't know what that is in F209, something like that. Yeah, something like that, Roughly yeah. around that sort of, yeah, 93, 94 Cs. Uh, and it just, uh, it, there's a thing called the barbecue wobble. And uh, if you push the meat and it wobbles like a jelly, that's when you know it's cooked. And right, I'm it. going and buying some beef ribs in a minute. <laughs> oh, they're so good. I had some yesterday, I'm, but I want them I'm again cooking, now. <laughs> uh, I'm cooking, I think, I think 80 racks of four uh, this week. 80 racks of four? Yeah, again? where can we find <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite far from you. We're up in North Yorkshire, so we're in Ripon. Yeah, 80 uh, racks uh, is worth a drive there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would be worth a go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, I'll give you man picture. versus food, Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture on our Twitter, or I think it's on mine actually, uh, of the ribs in the smoker is a pretty cool photograph. Just loads of them. But, uh, yeah, so I've got them to do this week for the Great British Food Festival this weekend. Uh, but we sold out last time by half past two on a Sunday. So we're going to try and make sure that doesn't happen because there's a few disappointing faces. Yeah, I don't I like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want people to eat my food. That's why we do it, you know. Mm. I don't want it to be sad. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to try and get enough, you know, enough through. To, uh, everyone there can have, who wants them yeah. one of my favourite things that you've cooked on barbecue champ and I think I'm not sure if my memory serves me right but I think it was like maybe the, one of the first things you cooked was the like fish with the Himalayan salt on it it I was it was the very was awesome. first thing yeah. yeah it was the very first thing oh, oh it's weird that you peaked at the first <laughs> 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 the first round well, me peaked too soon I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> 
I don't think I actually did peak then because I also won the rib round. You know, not that I'm putting. Yes, that Himalayan salt uh, thing, the fish, is just the best bit of fish you will ever, ever eat. You don't necessarily have to have the Himalayan salt bit, but I think it gives it a nice, it makes it look better. And, you know, they use that stuff for like barbs and stuff like that. So if some yeah. good like, minerals well, can get After you did that, I went it. straight out and bought some pink Himalayan salt. <laughs> did you? Yeah. <laughs> did, you do, did, you, uh, did you try it with the, uh, with the fish? Yeah, I just did it a lot smaller though. I didn't do anything as massive as the one that you served up there. But I just did it on a smaller scale to try it out. Have you seen like, do you know like the, the wood planks? Have you seen they're doing like Himalayan salt planks? No. I've got one actually. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, it's For steak, it has to be a big, it has to be a thick bit of steak uh, to, so it's not too salty. A lot of salt comes out okay. uh, of it into the meat. So it's got to be inch thick steak and okay. you can't leave it on there that's where reverse sear comes in really well um because i warm it then sear it on that then give it a little bit of flame at the end just to sort of brown it off a bit uh but yeah i found that you couldn't have it on there too long because it just really it is very salty yeah i saw them and i thought oh that's going straight in my basket but uh, yeah. Yeah, they're about yeah. 50 quid or not that's a bit of an exaggeration <laughs> but they they were oh the ones i saw weren't that cheap uh so I'm going to. I will. I will venture. Is it just soaked in? Yeah, like, it's, soap right. it's water got. It's, yeah, it's a. It's a just. A, it's another tool in your. You know, in your arsenal, isn't mm. it? It's just another yeah. way of doing something a bit different. But uh, yeah, so that fish, uh, I used that. Uh, it was my wife. I say it was my wife who sort of like helped me get it sort of to where it was. But I could say that about anything that I've cooked. Uh, <laughs> oh, giving I away did, the secrets uh, here. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what my secret is. Yeah. yeah, it's all her. I'm just the front man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I won the um, the Mayhem in May uh, Chef's Choice with that the year before, so I knew it was a you know a strong dish. Yeah, uh, and uh, I put it up for that one because I didn't know if I'd get a chance again to do it. You know, use it in the like we knew in advance they told us you know there's a kebab round there's yeah. you know a dessert round that went well. Uh, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Uh, yeah, the, you know, a big meat, that sort of thing. So I thought, well, I'll put that in there then because I don't know if I'll be able to do it again. And um, yeah, I'm glad that it sort of turned out as it did. Yeah. Even if I did peak too soon. But, uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> oh, I see yeah, that really is. cut deep. I was only joking about oh, no, <laughs> oh, that. No, soon he was in till the end. Is it the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it's my wife who uh, who basically. Uh, make sure that what I cook is good. The other day I did. Uh, when you were off camera, your wife actually came on and cooked and finished <laughs> off your thing. She... <laughs> In some of the shots, you can see it's hair of a beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's my stunt double, but she can actually cook yeah. and I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been working, uh, doing a few bits with um, Colby from Mr. Sin Sauce, who was uh, on the show. And he said, I'll send you some stuff, do a recipe. Uh, and we'll do a thing, you know, put it out. And I said, oh, right, okay, I'll do that. And I made this recipe, and it was uh, lobster, uh, chili lobster in Sagnatelli. And uh, when it's finished, took the photo off, brilliant, off, and Sam said, well, that's my way of poaching the lobster. And that's my <coughs> way of doing the Sagnatelli with the pesto like that. And I was like, yeah, do you not realise that I just listened to what you're saying and ripped you off? <laughs> <laughs> 
But I make it cooler because I've got a beard. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's it's all her who pushes me, you know. I couldn't cook about five or six years ago. Couldn't cook. And now look um, at you. <laughs> and now look, yeah. And she just said, look, I was always a bit sort of nervous of it. And she was like, well, just, you know, if it's bad, we'll repeat her and we'll eat that instead. Uh, um, yeah, and that was that. And so she just sort of really pushed me. Because I wanted to be able to cook, you know. It's the thing, like, people are a bit intimidated by cooking, I think. And it's, Mm. like, one of those things that, why? Like, because like your wife said, at the end of the day, what? Everything goes wrong. Just chuck a pizza in the oven. You're you're sorted. Don't worry about it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, nutritionally, you're going to have food at the end of the day, whether it tastes great or not. And then you've learned something from that experience and you can get better and better. So, so yeah. That's it, yeah. That's it. And the whole, that's my whole thing is just the practicing part of it. And I think that's why, in all seriousness, why I came unstuck on the show was because to start with, I was doing stuff I was was confident in. So I'd done the fish a lot of times. I've like burnt chicken, I can cook my eyes shut. You know, uh, and the beef ribs, they're all things that I'm very, very confident in. The other stuff where it didn't go so well, things like the dessert and the street food in Camden, they're like brand new to me. And we didn't have time to practice them, obviously, because we're in a hotel and that. So, and that's where sort of my shortcoming to her, that the fact that I'm not, very good at the first time I cook something, it's going to be awful. You know, it's the 20th or 30th time that it gets decent, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everyone needs to practice stuff, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I a, lot, sort of think a lot of people on... forget about that side of it, that you do have to go wrong a few times before you achieve anything good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyone, in, oh, like you uh... said about the, the pork shoulders, anyone involved in this barbecue world has messed up mm. a few things. and. Yeah. And bought and probably spent some good money on to, on a few bits and, uh, yeah. and messed up. I mean, the brisket's the one that uh, I always hear a lot of people like. They have brisket that's more like biscuit about ten times, and then yeah. they might actually get some brisket. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, mine wasn't very good for a long time. So don't go just, buying yeah. like a USDA or a Wagyu brisket first time, guys. Just just go to your butchers, buy a brisket, master that, master that, and then maybe pick up a, a USDA or that's a Black it. Angus yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't, to start with, you know, barbecue is born from cheap cuts of meat that nobody wanted. That's, you know, where it came from. You know, the brisket was thrown away, the shoulder was thrown away, the ribs, they're called spare ribs because they're spare. You know, it was all stuff that was left over. Yeah. Uh, So it is turning sort of bad, not bad, but hard cuts of meat that the chefs in the big houses didn't want to have to deal with into edible food. So... You know, go and buy some, just, you know, the cheapest you can find when you start, you know, because it's not going to be great for the first couple of times you do it. But then when you sort of, like, hit that button where you get it right, that's it. Yeah, but that's why, like, big big, big cuts, like the pork shoulder, for instance, is such a family-friendly cut. Like, you can pick up a five-kilo pork shoulder for around 15 quid from the butchers, and it's pretty hard to go wrong in a pork shoulder. And that five kilo pork shoulder can feed you for the week. I mean, you can have yeah, oh yeah, you can have yeah. pork, but you can have your like pulled pork baps. Then you can have your your chili from it. You could have like yeah. a, a curry from it. You could. Yeah. I even had like pulled pork breakfast and like a like a little avocadoy sort of wrap thing with pulled pork oh, in it. Nice. It's epic and yeah, like yeah. You, it just lasts you for one of those things. I mean, it's like a brisket. You do a full brisket and it's just a family. You've got brisket curry and brisket chili and brisket oh, everything yeah, for everything. the next yeah, week, but. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's such a, a family-friendly cut, and, and that is the idea behind it. So yeah, like I said, the cheap cuts of meat that, that, that we turn into these delicious things in the end. Mm. We, yeah, used, we usually exactly always it, try and get know, like yeah. three days of meals out of anything that we'd cook. Like if I do something on a Sunday, 
we know that that's that's our meat now for the next three days. <laughs> yeah, we try that, but people turn up round our house. Yeah. <laughs> I know, especially <laughs> if you post it online. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I haven't seen for a while. What are you doing there then? Yeah. yeah, we we had that in work today. We have a barbecue Monday every Monday because we're normally cooked whatever we've cooked over the weekend or whatever. We bring it in so each other can eat something on the Monday. And uh, we had a phone call this morning from uh, one of the ladies in the office upstairs, and she was like, uh, you know, it's Barbecue Monday. Have you got any food of you? <laughs> yeah, the alarm's just gone off to remind yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my calendar notifications just popped up. Barbecue Monday, I'm coming downstairs. Uh, all right. Yeah. Oh, I might have to be around for that. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're, just quickly, your, your catering menu, is, is that influence American barbecue, or is that is is that a mixture of different stuff, or...? It's, it's based on American. Uh, I've tried to do, we do a platter, and this is kind of turning to our sort of like our main showy piece, and it's got on it uh, beef ribs like we were just talking about. It's got uh, a smoked sausage, which is a bratwurst we get. They're imported from Germany. We get them from, I think it's called the Sausage Man. He's in London somewhere. But that's oh, wow. unbelievable. Cool. Yeah, unbelievable bratwurst. And that's just smoked lightly. Uh, there's pork uh, shoulder no it's not it's pork belly sorry uh, pork belly that's then the cracklings fried uh, to give it like a real crispy outside and then there's pulled chicken as well uh, or fried chicken or smoked chicken depending on what I'm planning to do so we've got like four very different types of smoked meat on the plate you know there's hardly awesome. any in the pork because it's protected by the skin so much uh, but then the beef rib is like very, very smoky. Our smoke ring on the on the beef is, you know, can be half an inch deep. Uh, and then you've got sort of like the processed sausage meat, which when that's smoked, that tastes completely different again. I'm just uh, on your menu then, now. That's 14 quid for that sharing platter. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. 14 quid, yeah. 14 that quid person. person that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, still, uh, that uh, bloody, that's great. It's, yeah, which, you know, we want big portions. We want people, we say come hungry and you want to go home, you know, full. And, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the time that doesn't get finished. But then sometimes that bone, the big beef bone, is just licked clean. It's hilarious. Like a dog couldn't get any more meat of that. There's marrow bone being picked out of the middle. It's like, that's it. you can be proud then. You know, uh, somebody enjoyed that dinner, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's four, there's four different types of... All, or different ways that it's smoked that affect it differently. So it's not just a bunch of pulled meat with barbecue sauce on a plate, you know what I mean? So I've took bits from all over to try and get, you know, get that. So it, the, the taste varies from each different bit of meat you try. Oh, and I've noticed you've got a veggie a veggie option as well, the the Virginia Grill. We do, yeah. I was watching how yeah. to pronounce that right. <laughs> <laughs> You did it. <laughs> Don't dwell on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. Uh, we've got a couple, actually. Uh, my two daughters are vegetarian um, and were before I started barbecuing, for the record. It wasn't that that put them off. <laughs> you ruined it for them. <laughs> yeah, so we have, we have quite a lot of vegetarian dinners in our house because um, some days I just can't be bothered to do two different types. So mm-hmm. we end up having the vegetarian one. So, we, yeah, we always try it in some barbecue places. Uh, and especially ones who do like pop-ups and kitchen takeouts, they don't offer a vegetarian menu. And I think for a mouse, like what we sell, it seems like one in ten. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. It's just that's the experience we've had. It seems like one in ten orders is a vegetarian order. So, you know, 
that's ten percent of your take. Yeah, it? yeah. So, and also, it shows that we care. It's not just about the meat. You know, we care about as cooking and as food. Yeah, it's expected know? now. I think when you go places, you mm. expect to see a vegetarian option on the menu. So, so I think the places that aren't, you need to fix that, guys. Come on, <laughs> we're in the yeah, right, we're in yeah. the. Uh, it's twenty sixteen now. Come on. <laughs> you got yeah, we have. So, yeah, some places. Uh, the girls have to have just sides, you know. And some places that's fine, and the sides are great. But other places are just like, really? You know. Yeah, I think also oh. that, that for you guys, that sort of vegetarian spin on things puts a, another emphasis on the sides. Because I think, yeah, a lot of people will think of the sides, but yeah, they are a side dish, and, and they've sort of forgotten about, whereas whereas actually they should also always sing on their own. They should have a, yeah, a great right. place on their own. Yeah. Yeah, and we do offer, there's a couple that have got meat in that we do offer as, uh, as vegetarian options. I think the green beans we do with uh, bacon and shallots and garlic, uh, they're great. Uh, Sam had them, she was in America, uh, that's my wife, uh, end of last year, and I just basically sent her around to different barbecue hotspots on the phone, telling her, try this, have this, let me see that, take a Snapchat of that. Right. <laughs> the other video call, I want to be able to see this. Yeah, so her, uh, her work trip to America turned into a barbecue pilgrimage uh, for me via home. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw it through my phone. Just get to FaceTime you and just leave you on the table yeah. watching oh, her yeah. eat. Oh, I was crying. She had to throw half of her... She went to Cat's Deli just before she went to the, uh, to the airport and had to throw half of her bagel away because she couldn't finish it. I was just crying down the phone. <laughs> Post it back. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back, smuggle it in the country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tinfoil it, it'll be fine. That's, you know, what I would yeah, you know, something nice from cats, it's definitely allowed in. Yeah, so I was, I was well jealous of that. But uh, she had these green beans in America and um, uh, they are amazing, really, really good because they're not as rich as, as say the barbecue beans so they give a nice sort of a, a, quite a tartness that cuts through the sort of the fat and the you know smokiness of the meat awesome cool well we are over our hour mark so I'm going to have to literally put my hand down and say stop that barbecue talk right now uh, uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> I've been going way over the top today. Obviously, I've eaten too much barbecue or something. Yeah, it's too hyper. <laughs> but thank you very much for coming on the show, Tony. It's been great. Not a problem at all. I've loved it. Could you run off again where people can find you, just so they can come on and ask you hundreds of questions about everything you've said? Uh, we are on Twitter. It's probably the best place. Uh, I am man underscore meat underscore fire. And then the grown-up one is man meat fire team. They're both, both obviously at. Uh, that's probably the best place to find us or look up Great British Food Festival find one near you and come and say hello cool awesome definitely do that guys yeah I might even have to try and yeah. uh, drive a million miles to find one as well uh, <laughs> yeah, from I Deep think, Dark I'm trying to think where the clear closest ones you might be but Warwick maybe Warwick uh, yeah still not I'll very I'll close <laughs> down here we're like miles away from it it's, it's like hours to anything There's so nothing we're close. used to it it's all good <laughs> Google Maps it for you and find out. Thanks very cool. much. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bro. Thank you very much for coming on. Speak to you later on. Cheers. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker or looking to upgrade or even looking to pick up some epic accessories, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs sauces marinades and accessories from the us and around the world and you can find them on twitter and online under barbecue gourmet so regardless of how you cook whether it's on charcoal wood gas or electric the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round and smoke with shack delivers quality smoking wood every time they provide the smoky goodness and you provide the talent so if you're looking for smoking wood chunks dust chips or planks then head over to smokewithshack.com and you can find them on twitter at smoke with shack so goodbye from me and goodbye from me a ciao for now cheers